Section 4 of Baltimore Catechism Number 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Heather Hamptel. Baltimore Catechism Number 2, Section 4. Lesson 11th on the Church. 114. Question. Which are the means instituted by our Lord to enable men at all times to share in the fruits of the redemption? Answer. The means instituted by our Lord to enable men at all times to share in the fruits of his redemption are the church and the sacraments. 115. Question. What is the church? Answer. The church is the congregation of all those who profess the faith of Christ, partake of the same sacraments, and are governed by their lawful pastors under one visible head. 116. Question. Who is the invisible head of the church? Answer. Jesus Christ is the invisible head of the church. 117. Question. Who is the visible head of the church? Answer. Our Holy Father the Pope, the Bishop of Rome, is the vicar of Christ on earth and the visible head of the church. 118. Question. Why is the Pope, the Bishop of Rome, the visible head of the Church? Answer. The Pope, the Bishop of Rome, is the visible head of the Church because he is the successor of St. Peter, whom Christ made the chief of the Apostles and the visible head of the Church. 119. Question. Who are the successors of the other Apostles? Answer. The successors of the other Apostles are the Bishops of the Holy Catholic Church. 120. Question. Why did Christ found the church? Answer. Christ founded the church to teach, govern, sanctify, and save all men. 121. Question. Are all bound to belong to the church? Answer. All are bound to belong to the church, and he who knows the church to be the true church and remains out of it cannot be saved. Lesson 12. On the Attributes and Marks of the Church. 122. Question. Which are the attributes of the Church? Answer. The attributes of the Church are three. Authority, infallibility, and indefectibility. 123. Question. What do you mean by the authority of the Church? Answer. By the authority of the Church, I mean the right and power which the Pope and the bishops, as the successors of the Apostles, have to teach and to govern the faithful. 124. Question. What do you mean by the infallibility of the Church? Answer. By the infallibility of the Church, I mean that the Church cannot err when it teaches a doctrine of faith or morals. 125. Question. When does the Church teach infallibly? Answer. The Church teaches infallibly when it speaks through the Pope and the bishops, united in general council, or through the Pope alone, when he proclaims to all the faithful a doctrine of faith or morals. 126. Question. What do you mean by the indefectibility of the Church? Answer. By the indefectibility of the Church, I mean that the Church, as Christ founded it, will last till the end of time. 127. Question. In whom are these attributes found in their fullness? Answer. These attributes are found in their fullness in the Pope, the visible head of the Church, whose infallible authority to teach bishops, priests, and people in matters of faith or morals 
will last till the end of the world. 128. Question. Has the church any marks by which it may be known? Answer. The church has four marks by which it may be known. It is one, it is holy, it is catholic, and is apostolic. 129. Question. How is the church one? The church is one because all its members agree in one faith, are all in one communion, and are all under one head. 130. Question. How is the church holy? Answer. The church is holy because its founder, Jesus Christ, is holy, because it teaches a holy doctrine, invites all to a holy life, and because of the eminent holiness of so many thousands of its children. 131. Question. How is the church Catholic or universal? Answer. The church is Catholic or universal because it subsists in all ages, teaches all nations, and maintains all truth. 132. Question. How is the church apostolic? Answer. The church is apostolic because it was founded by Christ on his apostles and is governed by their lawful successors and because it has never ceased and never will cease to teach their doctrine. 133. Question. In which church are these attributes and marks found? Answer. These attributes and marks are found in the Holy Roman Catholic Church alone. 134. Question. From whom does the church derive its undying life and infallible authority? Answer. The Church derives its undying life and infallible authority from the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth, who abides with it forever. 135. Question. By whom is the Church made and kept one, holy, and Catholic? Answer. The Church is made and kept one, holy, and Catholic by the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of love and holiness, who unites and sanctifies its members throughout the world. Lesson 13. On the Sacraments in General. 136. Question. What is a sacrament? Answer. A sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. 137. Question. How many sacraments are there? Answer. There are seven sacraments. Baptism, Confirmation, Holy Eucharist, Penance, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, and Matrimony. 138. Question. Whence have the sacraments the power of giving grace? Answer. The sacraments have the power of giving grace from the merits of Jesus Christ. 139. Question. What grace do the sacraments give? Answer. Some of the sacraments give sanctifying grace, and others increase it in our souls. 140. Question. Which are the sacraments that give sanctifying grace? Answer. The sacraments that give sanctifying grace are baptism and penance, and they are called sacraments of the dead. 141. Question. Why are baptism and penance called sacraments of the dead? Answer. Baptism and penance are called sacraments of the dead because they take away sin, which is the death of the soul, and give grace, which is its life. 142. Question. Which are the sacraments that increase sanctifying grace in our soul? Answer. The sacraments that increase sanctifying grace in our soul are Confirmation, Holy Eucharist, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, and Matrimony, and they are called Sacraments of the Living. 143. Question. Why are Confirmation, Holy Eucharist, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, and Matrimony called Sacraments of the Living? 
Answer. Confirmation, Holy Eucharist, Extreme Unction, Holy Orders, and Matrimony are called sacraments of the living because those who receive them worthily are already living the life of grace. 144. Question. What sin does he commit who receives the sacraments of the living in mortal sin? Answer. He who receives the sacraments of the living in mortal sin commits a sacrilege, which is a great sin, because it is an abuse of a sacred thing. 145. Question. Besides sanctifying grace, do the sacraments give any other grace? Answer. Besides sanctifying grace, the sacraments give another grace called sacramental. 146. Question. What is sacramental grace? Answer. Sacramental grace is a special help which God gives to attain the end for which he instituted each sacrament. 147. Question. Do the sacraments always give grace? Answer. The sacraments always give grace if we receive them with the right dispositions. 148. Question. Can we receive the sacraments more than once? Answer. We can receive the sacraments more than once, except baptism, confirmation, and holy orders. 149. Question. Why can we not receive baptism, confirmation, and holy orders more than once? Answer. We cannot receive baptism, confirmation, and holy orders more than once because they imprint a character in the soul. 150. What is the character which these sacraments imprint in the soul? Answer. The character which these sacraments imprint in the soul is a spiritual mark which remains forever. 151. Question. Does this character remain in the soul even after death? Answer. This character remains in the soul even after death, for the honor and glory of those who are saved, and for the shame and punishment of those who are lost. Lesson 14. On Baptism. 152. Question. What is baptism? Answer. Baptism is a sacrament which cleanses us from original sin, makes us Christians, children of God, and heirs of heaven. 153. Question. Are actual sins ever remitted by baptism? Answer. Actual sins and all the punishment due to them are remitted by baptism, if the person baptized be guilty of any. 154. Question. Is baptism necessary to salvation? Answer. Baptism is necessary to salvation, because without it, we cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. 155. Question. Who can administer baptism? Answer. The priest is the ordinary minister of baptism, but in case of necessity, anyone who has the use of reason may baptize. 156. Question. How is baptism given? Answer. Whoever baptizes should pour water on the head of the person to be baptized and say, While pouring the water, I baptize thee in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. 157. Question. How many kinds of baptism are there? Answer. There are three kinds of baptism. Baptism of water, of desire, and of blood. 158. Question. What is baptism of water? Answer. Baptism of water is that which is given by pouring water on the head of the person to be baptized and saying at the same time, I baptize thee in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. 159. Question. What is baptism of desire? Answer. 
baptism of desire is an ardent wish to receive baptism and to do all that god has ordained for our salvation one sixty question what is baptism of blood answer baptism of blood is the shedding of one's blood for the faith of christ one sixty one question is baptism of desire or of blood sufficient to produce the effects of baptism of water answer baptism of desire or of blood is sufficient to produce the effects of the baptism of water if it is impossible to receive the baptism of water one sixty two question what do we promise in baptism answer in baptism we promise to renounce the devil with all his works and pomps one sixty three question why is the name of a saint given in baptism answer the name of a saint is given in baptism in order that the person baptized may imitate his virtues and have him for a protector one sixty four question why are godfathers and godmothers given in baptism answer godfathers and godmothers are given in baptism in order that they may promise in the name of the child what the child itself would promise if it had the use of reason one sixty five question what is the obligation of a godfather and a godmother answer the obligation of a godfather and a godmother is to instruct the child in its religious duties if the parents neglect to do so or die lesson fifteenth on confirmation one sixty six question what is confirmation answer confirmation is a sacrament through which we receive the holy ghost to make us strong and perfect christians and soldiers of jesus christ one sixty seven question who administers confirmation answer the bishop is the ordinary minister of confirmation one sixty eight question how does the bishop give confirmation answer the bishop extends his hands over those who are to be confirmed prays that they may receive the holy ghost and anoints the forehead of each with holy chrism in the form of a cross one sixty nine question what is holy chrism answer holy chrism is a mixture of olive oil and balm consecrated by the bishop one hundred seventy question what does the bishop say in anointing the person he confirms answer in anointing the person he confirms the bishop says i sign thee with the sign of the cross and i confirm thee with the chrism of salvation in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost one seventy one question what is meant by anointing the forehead with chrism in the form of a cross answer by anointing the forehead with chrism in the form of a cross is meant that the christian who is confirmed must openly profess and practice his faith never be ashamed of it and rather die than deny it one seventy two question why does the bishop give the person he confirms a slight blow on the cheek answer the bishop gives the person he confirms a slight blow on the cheek to put him in mind that he must be ready to suffer everything even death for the sake of christ one hundred seventy three question to receive confirmation worthily is it necessary to be in the state of grace answer to receive confirmation worthily it is necessary to be in the state of grace one hundred seventy four question what special preparation should be made to receive confirmation answer persons of an age to learn should know the chief mysteries of faith and the duties of a christian and be instructed in the nature and effects of this sacrament one seventy five question is it a sin to neglect confirmation answer it is a sin to neglect confirmation 
especially in these evil days when faith and morals are exposed to so many and such violent temptations. End of section four. Recording by Heather Hamptel.